Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you are. This is kind of funny games daily for May second, twenty nineteen. Kevin, you like the new intro? I did. I, I really just made it, it up. Uh, I, I always say, "What's up?" I'm no, here. You didn't make that up, though. Isn't that from uh, something? Okay, I did, but it's like not rocket science. It's just like three expressions that we use as human okay. beings. All right, hey, all right, whoa, whoa. Let me introduce whoa. our guest today. Yeah, I'll fight more with Kevin later if you're <laughs> tuning in. Uh, it is again May 2nd, 2019. I'm here with Michael Lair- Larry. Yeah, you asked me what it was. I knew what it was because I wanted to say Larry. Thank you. But it's L-E-R-I, right? Yes. Nice meeting you. You're from Game Revolution. Yeah. Right? Uh, you're in the industry. You've been doing this for quite some time now. How long? Uh, about a year and a half. Yeah. It depends on when, if you count internships, maybe like two or right. three years. You're but, interning yeah. at, uh, with our friends over in Gameformer in the uh, the brisk weather in Minneapolis yeah. over there. Great state. Yes. Great state. And then uh, you met Greg on um, up at noon. Is that right? Uh, yeah, around that time. Yeah. You know? Kind of used to go there to the live tapings because yeah. I went to school out here. So that was kind of like a nice little... Oh, you're from Man. San Francisco. I went to school here. Okay. Uh, San Francisco State. Where are you from? They're going to uh, all judge you, so. <laughs> I'll just say Central here. Valley and of California. Oh. Yeah, I'm still okay. from California. So. Yeah, you're still California. Yeah. I'm not. I'm from Illinois originally, outside Chicago area, just like Greg. West Coast, West Coast! All right. Fuck you, friend! <laughs> and Greg, apparently. <laughs> you're oh, gonna sc- okay, that's how it's going to be. Anyway. <laughs> Enough of the uh, the icebreakers for this morning. Again, you are watching Kind of Funny Games Daily, where every weekday we tell you about the nerdy video games you need to know about at 10 a.m. Pacific time, live right here on Twitch TV slash Kind of Funny Games. So if you want to tune in live, you can be in there with all the best friends, and you can also let us know if we get anything wrong live. Head over to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, and let us know when we screw anything else up. Uh, Does that any, ever happen? You guys ever mess anything up? Yeah. I'm it's sure I already did empty, in these first empty. few minutes. They'll be like, you got the intro wrong. <laughs> Spelled Michael's name wrong. That's right. Uh, if you're not watching live, of course, you can always catch us a few hours later right on youtube.com slash games, as well as podcast services around the globe. It's funny. We Sorry, were, yeah. We were rehearsing <laughs> the intro. He it. accidentally tapped the papers when I, I was rehearsing that. I was like, oh, you want to do it? And he's like, what are you talking about? I, didn't, I don't know where it's at. Um, also, so you can be a part of the show if you head over to patreon.com slash games where bronze members and above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad-free. Uh, as well, if you want to support us, you can check me out on twitch.tv slash fm3 underscore. Also, many of you know I have an epic store creator code, which is just Fran Mirabella. And uh, where can they find you if they want to support uh, The internet. Uh, probably <laughs> <laughs> twitter.com slash orangeflavored or gamerevolution.com. Orangeflavored? Yeah. Like with a D at the end, with, right? With the big old D okay. at the end. And at GameRevolution.com. There's yeah. no dash in that. No it's just GameRevolution.com. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get on to the news. We're going to be talking about there's a little bit of PS5 special sauce talk going on out there. Ooh. There's talk of how long the Borderlands 3 campaign is as well. There's been a big studio acquisition from Whoa. Epic Games itself. I'm sure you already know what it is. We'll get into that in just a second, but we have a little bit of housekeeping. Don't forget, we're days away from the May 4th Kind of Funny meetup. Head over to kindoffunny.com slash events if you're in the Vancouver area or can make it there. Kevin, tell me, who's going? Oh, man, lots of people, you know what I mean? Lots. Tim, Greg. You? Nick. No, not me. Okay. Thank God. Um, one but, more reason to go. <laughs> but what's his face? You know, that one kid. Barrett. <laughs> Barrett's going. I think. <laughs> wow. I think Joey may also be going. Okay. But it's it's a solid crew. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, you know, Cool Greg though. No, nah, I'm yeah. actually I don't know if Cool Greg's not going. No, I'm just kidding. Be sure to head over there. The the truth is, tons of best friends are going to show up. New York had an awesome meetup, and that's one of the main reasons to go is meet other folks out there who love what you love, want to talk about what um what you like to talk about every day, and that's the best part about what kind of funny is is you all out there and the community. It's true. So. Kindoffunny.com slash events. Check that out. And as well, we want to thank our Patreon producers for helping make this possible. Tom Bach, Blackjack, James Davis, and Muhammad. Muhammad, thank you for your support over on Patreon and helping bring this show. Yeah, there you go, Michael. I'm I'm thanking you, too. Getting in the thanks. We are super thankful to be here today. Thank you. And then we also have some sponsors today, Sherry's Berries and Pro Flowers. I'm sure you can guess why. And we'll tell you more about that later. But for now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have about four stories today. Oh, Baker's Dozen! (laughs) It's a late week. Uh, All right, let's get into the first big story. Epic has bought the Rocket League developer Psyonix. Uh, This happened uh, just after yesterday's show. I pulled some of the information from Michael McWhorter over at Polygon. 
Um, so yeah, Epic Games, y'all know the maker of uh, a Fortnite Unreal Engine is acquiring Psyonix, the maker of Rocket League. They've actually worked with uh, Unreal and Epic over the years. But um, of course, Rocket League, many of you know, is you're kind of like running around a stadium with RC cars. So here's the news. You um, sounded like a grandpa describing yeah, what Rocket League did. was. 100%. I mean, the old little cars and is the little it not ball. That, is it not? It's <laughs> no, like RC right. cars you're with right. soccer. You're right. right. But you're right. Uh, I'm, I'm actually not like an avid Rocket League player. I would be, but as yeah, I often tell, say. Dude. As I, I <laughs> yeah. support the game. Also, by the way, Jeremy Dunham, full disclosure, good friend and uh, a Beyond founder over at IGN and friend of the show here. Jeremy Dunham is part of Psionics. I haven't got a chance to congratulate him. So if you're out there listening, Jeremy and He's everybody not. over He's there, congrats. But look, let's get into what the news is. So first of all, they're acquiring them. Deal is still kind of coming together. But then uh, the big news, of course, that people were wondering, wait, what's this mean for a Rocket League on Steam? What's it mean for the Epic Game Store? I'm sure that's the strategy. Oh, no. Only a little bit's been said so far, but what Epic has said, um, or actually, this came way of... Uh, Put Polygon, right? Yes, I was wondering where <laughs> this quote... Uh, anyway, let's read the quote. The game will remain on sale on other platforms, including Steam, in the meantime, according to oh, the press release itself. Epic and Psyonix say the game will continue to be supported on Steam for all existing purchasers, but the language sounds like Rocket League will become an Epic Game Store exclusive on PC. So again, they haven't said this specifically. That's why I was making sure we have more quotes coming and, and what the source of that was. So Polygon yes. reached out for clarification on that. Oh, there we go. And then I'm gonna ask you for your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what they said, Psyonix says, in short, Nothing will change at all. Uh, this is regarding existing customers. That was part of uh, the, the leading question. Uh, they said over at Psionics, we're still committed to providing Rocket League with frequent updates that have new features, new content, and new ways to play the game for as long as you'll have us. In the long term, we expect to bring Rocket League to the Epic Games Store and to leverage our new relationship to grow the game in ways we couldn't do on our own before. We believe that bringing Rocket League to new audiences with more support is a win for everybody. Uh, so before we go further with that, what's your first reactions to all of this? Uh, I don't know. I This whole Epic Store thing is kind of weird because you see why people would be a little fidgety. But then I think the people that are the most fidgety now are the people fidgety. that are... It's a are nice... Word. Very nice way to say that people are being mean, but they're like they already have Rocket League for Steam. Like they're not going to be affected in a way. It's like they're almost like they're feeling bad for people in the future. You know what that, you know what I'm saying? Who is like, feeling bad for people? Like the, the pe like the, they're complaining. The fidgety folks. Yeah, the fidgety folks. Kind of like they're complaining about people in the future that are going to maybe buy it on Steam because they already have it. I don't sure. know why they're. Just tell me how you feel though, for starters. Like, um, does it? Are you part of this whole incoming no. war here? I don't. Are you I don't PC play on player? PC. No. Come on. I, I how'd, you do your taxes? <laughs> how'd you do yeah, your I just, taxes? I yelled out the window to my taxes. Yeah. I don't know. Um. So it doesn't affect you. Doesn't as affect much me personally. personally. But so but you seem to understand where folks are coming. Yeah, from. I do. Um. I I have a story up there on Game Informer of the same story because it sounded mm -hmm. like they said they weren't have like. Their release plans in the future, like they haven't nailed that down. So it's just the, the wording and well, is all over the place. Y do you think spending millions of dollars they haven't yeah, nailed down no, a plan yet? <laughs> yeah, uh, they have. The fact that they're hesitant to confirm, I will confirm for you here. It comes from <laughs> the back of my brain. That uh, yes, it's yeah. going to be an Epic Store exclusive. We all know that. The reason they're hesitant is because of this is a delicate process. It is, but. The real thing to, to make sure we're decoding here is what they're saying is, and followed up on is, wait, if you're an existing customer, seemingly before uh, this Epic Store exclusive happens, and again, not confirmed by them, just confirmed by me, made up, um, but very confident in that. But uh, if you're existing, they seem to be saying, in the short term, that nothing term. will change. You'll get the DLC, you'll get new features and new ways to play. So I have a feeling maybe it's a six month uh, grace period. That's what we're looking at is a grace period for you and your Steam purchase and what that means for you. What it means beyond that, like how do you maybe transfer that relationship and all your stuff over? How does that work? I mean, you shouldn't have to buy a new Epic uh, Rocket League version. I mean, it's the same game, but you shouldn't have to use the new client to get all the DLC or et cetera. But it sounds like you will in the future. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you implying that they're gonna just kind of cut 
steam off at some point? Well, there's a lot to to be discussed beyond this, which is like, what is Rocket League in the future? You know, yeah. is it is it approaching like a bigger refresh? I don't, um, I don't know. You know, obviously, it's it's one of these games like Fortnite that just keeps evolving and changing and getting updated. But to be fair, it's been out a long but time. But unlike Fortnite, like this is like a sport where like there's set rules. They can really only add like skins and like new modes sometimes. Right now, so that's it's like, what it is. Yeah. So like. <laughs> What are they going to add? Like that's that's right. But ma- so maybe that's what we're looking at here too, which is the current iteration of Rocket League kind of has maybe it's got another year of that, yeah. and then maybe they're doing a bigger real. I mean, I'm making that up. Um, I'm not as close to Rocket League like I said. If you're like, there's no way they're going to have a Rocket League two with yeah. all these updates. In 2017, like, they said. You know. Yeah. So um, we'll see on that. But look, end of the day. The war continues. Uh, Epic is definitely investing in a future of that store. Tim Sweeney himself had said and put the uh, gauntlet down and said, um, he's the CEO of Epic, by the way. He said, look, if Steam matches this like 12% and matches our revenue model. We'll stop the exclusives. We're just going to stop the exclusives. We're think, not going to stop this store. Do you think he meant that? I absolutely okay, think okay. he meant it. But he's also, yes, he's the majority shareholder. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's got to talk it over with the other 50 some or 40 Yeah, it just seemed like a big decision for him to just say. Uh, yeah, uh, but. Uh, He's, he pulls a lot of weight. Um, yeah. But I, I think he does mean it in his heart, which is like, look, like this isn't really about exclusives. I'm sure his team was like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's a really <laughs> yeah. good strategy for building a store. Yeah. But um, but anyway, we'll see what becomes of it. Uh, my personal take on this, yeah. because I'm not you know into Rocket League, like I could buy it anywhere. I'm also part of the Epic store. As I've said, I have my creator code on there. So take everything I say, yeah, with a grain of salt. But the truth be told is I, I love Steam and all of its features. Epic Store does not have them. Tim Sweeney himself has said, we don't have them. Yeah. They, they say that they're committed to building that stuff out, but it's because of this huge inconvenience in a lot of ways, like leaderboards and gifting games, achievements. and controllers board, achievements, all this stuff, history and archive. And you're like, now an exclusive franchise comes on this new store and you're like, oh. I mean, it is very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, it's not a, at, at a base, it's not like a, c- a consumer service. But it's competition, you know, and as as things move around, we have to go to where the stuff is. But the thing that I do want to point out, because I know people are fidgety about this, as you said. And <laughs> Love that word now. It, it's, I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm upset about some of the lack of features and I want to see them. But overall, I usually just hop in and I play. And as long as it works, I, yeah. I, I haven't used a lot of the other Steam stuff other than gifting um, and my friends list. But even that, like... I honestly, for me, this is my, I'm not saying it doesn't work for you, but for me, I only use those features. So it's not a big deal. Um, As long as like the clients aren't crashing. And I've heard that too, but not happening. And it's like, you're not buying something separate, like a new console or something. Um, Also, it's worth saying that Epic. Yeah, it's not an exclusive platform, precisely. And uh, it's worth saying too, like uh, Epic and Rocket League have gone back for a while because that's where Rocket League kind of started, right? Was an Unreal Tournament uh, mod. I might be having some of the details wrong, but they have a long history together so the rocket yeah, yeah. no no exactly cool. they were work they've been working uh they worked on gears some unreal tournament stuff yeah. i didn't know if it was a mod there you go um but they've been doing stuff with them for a while so they already had the relationship but what i wanted to point out you made the first good point which is it's not an exclusive platform yeah okay so they're not asking you to go out and buy a new xbox or stadia that happens all the time um obviously there's tons of new games on the store but the, the thing i really want you to consider is if you're upset about this is do you want to see a better uh, whatever, I was just at Borderlands, right? It's Borderlands 3, but do you want to see a better Borderlands 3 DLC or Borderlands 4? Or uh, do you want to see a game creator like Rocket League basically get more money? Um, maybe they're not the best example because they just got bought, so they <laughs> yeah. just got an infusion. Yeah, a but the point is the revenue share is better, and I think what people overlook so quickly, the reason that developers are moving is it might just seem like I've paid you off as the developer. Yeah. Hey, come over here, I'm paying you off. Time out, that's not... It's not that cash exchange of like, come over. It's the revenue share. And there's literally a huge gap in how much money each dollar of your game, whatever you sell, that Steam takes from you as part of what they provide. All the service of the store and everything. But that's just it. A 70-30 rev share is basically what it is on Steam. And it's what, 12.88, right? If you're using Unreal Engine, I think it's 12%. um, So you you can bring down that number by 18%. So look. Without getting into too much math this morning. No, let's do it. The developers are making, in the, they, actually it's factual, they're making a lot more money as long as the sales come through. I mean, if, if it were to sell more on Steam, um, then they'd make potentially more. But you get the idea. Uh, games like World War Z are selling a ton. So I'm not... You want developers to have money more than... 
Yeah, that's, at that's, the, meaning, at the end of the least. day, if the decision is being made because I run a team of developers who make amazing things and I don't want to have to lay off part of the art team, um, I don't want to have to change that. The more money you have, the more you do. Maybe you make a brand new franchise. And if it's in the spirit of that, then I, I, I'm happy to deal without some of these features. And that's the really the main thing I see. So. Yeah, especially with all the crunch stuff coming out. You want to think of the people making these games yeah. as so much as possible. It, that's the story that I'm looking forward to being told, which is maybe after we get enough developers out there, we see World War Z, Division 2 oh, yeah. is on it. Maybe the story deepens a bit more and they come back and say, look, man, we just we have more cash coming in now. Here's how we're putting it to use. I mean, I don't know if we'll get that level I don't think so, but of transparency, be nice. but wouldn't that be nice <laughs> it if would that nice. was part of it? So again, I know there's things missing and um, they have a ways to go, but I, it's not like we're asking to, to go play um, uh, Rocket League on Stadia, which could yeah. have happened. Google could have bought them, by the way, oh, man. And, and did it. Now think about that scenario game like that. <laughs> could be a lot yeah. worse. Now you could still play it on your PC, though, but you'd have to invest in some of that stuff. All right, let's move on to our next story. Uh, there's been tons of Borderlands 3 news. I'm sure you all know it has officially been shown in full gameplay glory. We were at the event. We were. We'll talk a little bit about that, but um, there's been a ton of interviews, so I wanted to capture a couple things that stuck out to me. The first thing, PC Gamer was talking to Paul Sage, the creative director, um, about the main quest in Borderlands 3, and it will last for um, over 30 hours, if you beeline it. Let's get into the very... Uh, specifics here, but what Paul had said was, if you beeline Borderlands 3 through, I mean beelining through it, uh, it might take you 30 hours to complete the main story. So he's saying, look, if you rush through this thing yeah. and n probably know Who what you're that? doing, it's 30 hours. This has been a Days Gone discussion too, right? Yeah. Do you hear that? They're like, oh, with critical, you know, the path golden is path like is 30. 30, yeah, okay. I think most people who've played it have been like, like no. 50 or 60. Now, that's a different issue. Yeah. It's almost people are arguing you can't do that yeah because um, of some you want of the, the like, upgrades dates. and stuff yeah it's very hard to do is from what i've heard but they've patched it so who knows um so you know just as a point of reference that's pretty in line with borderlands 2 is what pc gamer says um and according to the source how long to beat you can you know go there for player averages and uh, the average for the main story in borderlands 2 according to several hundred players is 31 hours so you probably have players going through repeating stuff so it seems like you know, frankly, they, they took Borderlands 2. They know that the main, main pass stuff, they're going to make a game of that size. And I think we see, I would expect a game like this to be 30 to 50 hours, right? Is yeah. that what you would have guessed? Yeah, pretty no, much. No, I'm saying on average, not, you know, I play Destiny for 3,000 hours. Jesus. That's different. <laughs> Division, I've played 150 hours. But yeah. 3,000 hours is a made-up number, right? We're, yeah, I don't think you I know. Think you you like, can go. You can go look it up. Um, is it actually 3,000? Oh it's God. more than that, probably. Well, I played uh, the first Destiny and all the over the years oh, the so expansions. You're adding them all over. See, we're doing math again. No, but it's expansions. It's and not stuff, a big deal. I'll, I'll just. It's fine. It's Destiny <laughs> one, and I've played it for uh, over two thousand hours, and then Destiny two. But anyway, uh, two thousand. I see. We digress. We did. The, this is the main critical pass. Yeah. So it, the point is, does it surprise you that it's over thirty? Hours? No, because <laughs> uh, what, like like it says, like all those other Borderlands or Borderlands games were pretty long. So it's like. Yeah, we're making another long game. I think now that the context is like every game is like 30 to 50 hours. So it's like every time I hear a story like this, like, oh, this, the game's like 400 hours. It's like, I, yeah. well, I don't want to play that because you, you can get me to play a game by saying it's under 10, honestly. Right. Like, well, there you go. Less, less work for the developers to do <laughs> yeah, out there. Please. But, um, but you were at the event. I mean, yeah. look, when you look at numbers like this, what it comes down to is there's a value proposition to the consumer when you send, sell them or send them a $60 game, yeah. right? So... That's what they're making sure people know. I mean, that's why the commentary, I think, in Days Gone, it's saying, you're not gonna be done with this in six hours, don't worry. Um, but they're also letting you know that the main, because people judge, I think, the main campaign content. So you heard at the event, though, they were like, this is bigger than ever. Yeah. Significantly bigger. Yeah, they got than more planets and stuff, too. More planet. What do you think of the fact that the campaign is similar, but the, yeah. there's so much more to it. So is this true or are they, or is it there's so many side missions and that, like, what? how would you decode that having seen a little bit of it? I, I Well, I think it's just, again, part of them, like, they kind of didn't change the framework so much that, so it kind of freed them up to just make the ultimate Borderlands game and make it as long as they probably could. And like, it does, it is cool, like seeing more variety, like that trailer they showed had a bunch of these different, um, different environments and stuff. So yeah, new worlds to yeah, explore in your spaceship. I, I guess they probably looked at the the market and was like, okay, uh, we can make this 
totally change it and make it maybe like 20 hours like right maybe make full. it tighter as it yeah tighter but, they're whatever, like, I, but we like what we have yeah. and i actually talked it's to one of the developers face. too mm-hmm. and he said we knew what we wanted to do mm-hmm. we didn't want to make it like destiny we wanted to do this and make the ultimate borderlands game and that i appreciate the confidence they but, said that we didn't want to make it like destiny <laughs> yeah I actually, oh, well. that was actually the thing i asked for him it was like it's a good quote yeah thank you that was my headline great headline um, <laughs> there it's, yeah there it is. this yeah, guy knows what he's doing <laughs> Yeah, so because I don't know about you, I thought it would be like a hundred-hour game, like with Destiny kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. I guess they weren't pulled to that. So, yeah, yeah, no, that that's a really good perspective. You know, when I look at these numbers, I always think like, look, they're creating a story with yeah. cutscenes and bosses. There's a, a high level of production that tends to go into the golden path, and yeah. and if you go through that, that frankly is where mi- most of the narrative is at. It is what uh, maybe uh, maybe casual players like that's you're looking at what they're experiencing, but it is the I, I believe it tends to be a lot of the higher production. It's not that there's not tons of guns and yeah. tons of other side missions and bosses and dialogue recorded. But when you get into usually the biggest cutscenes, the biggest moments, it tends to be on that 30 hour plus critical path. And so, frankly, there's just it's a lot of work to do that. Yeah. Um, so I, for what I see was from this is they wanted to keep it in line with Borderlands 2. But also, you only have so many resources to do the level of work you're doing it and how many hours you can make that. Because sometimes we've all been there. You play games and you're like, whoo, it's kind of like feeling stretched out. Like, yeah. I just, like, why a lot am of I, games. Yeah. You, or you, it's all about that, that flow. You know, it's like a long movie or a short movie. It's like you really got to boil it down and keep the pace up to keep you going. Because sometimes you just you fall out of it. Um, hardcore a, players are going to I think a lot of open lot world more. games have kind of been struggling with that lately. I think Spider-Man's one of the only open world games I've played in the last few years that felt tight yet mm-hmm. long. And I, I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey was like the complete opposite of that. That game has just so much empty space. So every time I hear when a game's like 30 to 50 hours, I'm like, I mean, how much of that is me sailing right. from Greek islands? You know, Precisely. Like, and that exactly how you count scares me. varies in, in many games. But if you've played Borderlands 2, I think you know what to expect. Yeah, exactly. The thing that I've been telling folks, I'm, I'm hoping to see more, and I guess part of that was it was coming for me, but more production within that 30 hours. Like, you know, I'm all for seeing a, a, in the upper right corner, like, all right, we've got this next mission, or there's a character standing next to you while you look around. And where you can expect a lot of that, but just a few more cutscenes, a few more big character intros, stuff like that goes a long way to pace it out. So um, so I'm, I'm happy to hear, in other words, that it's not, we're trying to double it. Yeah. Because what if it just becomes more stretched out with lower production pieces? Because what I've played of Borderlands, I mean, there's just so much that you can do in terms of grinding and the guns. And that's ultimately why people who go beyond this 30 plus hours play it. There's so much to get and loot to get. So a couple other quick details on Borderlands 3. I don't want to stay on it for too long, but there was comments on the fast travel system as well as Easter eggs that came in from some IGN interviews. Um, the main thing was, here's here's one quick quote from Paul Sage as well, the creative director, says, it is similar to previous Borderlands games, uh, referring to fast travel, except one of the things we looked at is what would make fast travel more convenient. So we want to remove those barriers of people feeling like they're retreading space. A lot of times it's not fun to go back where you've already been and you've kind of discovered everything or something of that nature. For those people who feel that way, uh, then we've added the ability to pull up your map and click on, hey, this is where I want to be right now. Fast travel's kind of improved in that you can do it through your back menu now. You also can go to your hub at any time uh, once you open up the sanctuary. Once you get to the ship, then you can just fast travel up to the sanctuary at any time as well. So, you know, again, I'm not as a, an experienced Borderlands player. I'm like halfway through two. Um, were you a big Borderlands player at all? Before? I platinum the first game and played 45 minutes of the second. Oh man, <laughs> so, I, know, I know, like so I much know, of a leap. I know, but, I know. But okay, so but from what I've seen with a fast travel system, and I don't think it'll change much uh, beyond where I'm at. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of you know, there's running back to go to a fast travel point and trying to get back to town sometimes and, and stuff like that. And you know, you think of games like even you know, Sekiro evolved to like you, you just have this like idol statue that you can go back to your last one in the snap yeah. of your fingers. And so it sounds like they they really realize that players' time is valuable. There's a lot of other things happening out there. You're going to open Twitter, um, so the faster you can make some of these things. I, th- I think it sounds like a great improvement. Another big thing in Borderlands 3, of course, are the Easter eggs. Um, oh it's funny, I, d- I did one in Borderlands 2 that was awesome where you go down 
into the, it's not a huge spoiler turtles? or anything. Huh? The turtles? No. Oh, okay. I heard about that one. Okay, yeah, Ninja sorry, Turtles. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, you go down into like this cave thing and there's like uh, creepers from Minecraft in there. And oh. like, there's this little, you can get a Wait, loot drop. Do they look like? Yeah, they're creepers. They're oh. actual creepers. Oh. They explode when they get too close and they're just all pixelated. The, the entrance oh, cool. to the cave, you got to get through. So there's stuff like that. And, and here's what they had to say about that coming in the future. Um, uh, they asked uh, IGN again asked uh, Paul Sage about Easter eggs he said it will be rife with Easter eggs eggs the funny thing about Easter eggs it's like Fight Club you can't talk about Fight Club you can't talk about Easter eggs or there wouldn't be Easter eggs but there are a ton I can't wait for people to start discovering them so didn't have much to say but it's nice to know that he who's a newer member on the team I mean he's been all on Borderlands 3 for this four or five year journey but um, he realizes obviously how important those little things are and Bo- Borderlands does it so well they, it's always fun in any game I think to find Easter eggs yeah. like oh like I always liked in the Uncharted game until they put like the, the precursor egg and then they put the, the Last of Us thing in four Oh, a little yeah. pendant yeah just like kind of little it's things awesome like that. yeah like even pop culture references and and all that it's really cool so a uh, very quick news story update here for you is that fortnite has added a shadow bomb uh, do you play fortnite at all uh or never t- have touched it never even <laughs> never. touched it nothing wrong with that <laughs> i know it's too many games too many things to play good, i've heard kevin i've heard then, then maybe i don't know if you've heard this news yet shadow bomb was, so yeah, shadow yeah. bomb has been added with the 8.51 oh. patch so what you do, you like toss it on the ground and you go invis, invisibility. Uh, so here are the quick notes. You shroud. <laughs> that's my. You can, you can okay. convince. You can go invis. invis I say, you say invis in games like Destiny and other stuff. I like it. I yeah, like you don't it. know the lingo, dude. Like, just don't Come feel on. weird about it is what I'm saying. I'm cool. I'm hip. You're going go to the invis, invis guys. Um, RC cars in a stadium. Anyway, uh, the shadow bomb <laughs> shrouds yourself in a shadow, briefly becoming invisible to enemies. It's a six-second duration. Users become more visible near the end of the effect. It also increases your movement speed, provides the ability to double jump and wall jump. They had a little clip and trailer of this, but it's, it's already in the game. You can check it out. Uh, Kevin, what do you think of a tool like that? Too powerful? Sound awesome? I no, mean, no, it sounds awesome. All these fun little changes and additions. That, like It's been a little while since I've played, yeah. and I have been meaning to get back in it. Um, because it's just it's a fun game and it's it's awesome that they're constantly evolving you know it's yeah, yeah. Do, do these updates uh, are they enough to bring you back like new weapons so, and new so items so far they haven't been but man I've been so close every time yeah like, the the big new thing besides this uh, like last week's big thing was the end, the games, Avengers, end right? game yeah. stuff yeah and it's just like no man <laughs> I really wanted to jump back in and it, I just but did you? Yeah. Well, I well, was you've been busy, busy, but I really busy, wanted. Busy, you know? it, it, that, I mean, ultimately, it's a problem we all face yeah. as gamers. Is but desire is the first step. You know what I mean? Desire. Is you gotta the want. That's it. what they say. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like bad advice. The way that Kevin uh, put it, man. man. Oh boy. How are you taking that wrong? Desire, man. I mean, I mean, I'd it's like true. to like you have to want it before you get it, right? Yes, uh, man. Desire is the first step, everybody. So if you desire something, just. Uh, Go and take what's yours. No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh man, I'm just uh, saying man. like that's the what first step. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Kevin and I have had a fun morning. I haven't seen him in a little while, so has I think, it been a little while? Yeah, I mean, I guess last Thursday probably for Gamescast or something. So yeah, so I guess that. Yeah, right. I've missed you, dude. It's good seeing you, Kevin. Great advice, sage advice from Kevin. Desire <laughs> the first step. Use with caution. All right, let's. <laughs> make- <laughs> Use with caution. Uh, the next news story is on PlayStation 5. Hell well, yeah. not an official name, not an actual... Uh, it's going to be called the PS5. I don't even know if they uh, said what the code name was, but yeah. they, when they... Paul, um, sorry, Mark Cerny had talked about some of the tech details, which are already out there. Uh, they referred to it as you know PS5 or PlayStation 5, but that is not the official name. Anyway, AMD, who is making uh, both the graphics chip, the CPU, and in coordination with Sony, says there's going to be some special sauce. Um, Eddie McCooch over at Games spot summed this news up, but it actually comes way of the CEO, Lisa Sue, was on Mad Money with Jim Cramer and some <laughs> that, quotes there, that, which is, you sure, know, sure, why not? When you got the CEO of AMD talking to Jim Cramer about Mad Money, uh, I mean, PlayStation 5 is, I mean, it's a huge deal for AMD, so it's no surprise that we're getting a little more news on the hardware size and side, and she's uh, in a position of power. She can just say things like this, and I don't know if she cleared it with the PR team, but here's the news. Uh, the PlayStation 5 is coming, uh, so we know it hasn't been announced yet. Uh, I already told you about Mark Cerny, but one of the first things we learned is that this is the, the GameSpot story. It will feature an AMD chip uh, referring to the CPU. So, Lisa Su, the CEO over at AMD, discussed the company's partnership with Sony, saying the chip 
chip will help power the PlayStation 5's, quote, special sauce. Here is the exact quote that Sue told Jim Cramer over at Mad Money. We are so honored and proud to be a part of Sony's next generation PlayStation. This has been a really long-term partnership with them. We love gaming. We think gaming is a really good secular growth market. What we have done with Sony is really architect something for their application, for their special sauce. It's a great honor for us. We're really excited about the next generation PlayStation. Uh, what? Sorry, we're really excited about what the next generation PlayStation will do, and happy to be a part of it. Uh, so, look, not, that was that, a lot of jargon. That, all that just to say that Lisa Sue, the CEO of uh, AMD, who's making the CPU chip, said PlayStation Five will get some special sauce in that CPU chip. A little more information on that. We know that the CPU is going to be, well, we assume she's talking about the CPU now that I'm looking at it. I mean, technically, they have the new Navi architecture with the Radeon. Both of these are powering it, but I, I was uh, assuming, does she say the CPU now that I'm looking? No. It says, the it says chip. chip. Yeah. When you say chip, chip, I mean, you tend to think that, but to be fair, it wasn't specific. So anyway, just to recap, right? Ryzen was a big thing for AMD. Um, the Ryzen chip has been very popular, uh, a more affordable, but very powerful multi-core chip. And this one that's going in PlayStation 5, or the next generation PlayStation without a name, is uh, the third generation of Ryzen, which is still to come. Um, and it's gonna be a seven nanometer Zen 2 microchip. And uh, we also know that uh, 3D audio and some other stuff is an important part of what is making PlayStation 5 different. So we don't know what it is, but I just wanted to point out, like, the chip itself is still coming, you know, later this year to the consumer market. So the fact that it's, you know, you can think of it as a, a late 2019 architecture that is now being implemented in the PlayStation with some tweaks. That's hopefully what I think about it. Hope, hopefully enough tweaks, because, like, what does a special sauce mean? Like, that's the part of the quote I kind of don't sure. understand. Because, like, of course they're all going to be powerful. Okay, I mean, is, it, is that the special sauce, or did we not know the special sauce? Let's you know? briefly speculate, shall we? <laughs> um, right. when, I, when, when I followed hardware news like this, the truth is, yeah, you, you want any detail, which is why I put this story, yeah. about next generation platform. So when it comes from the hardware maker that it's special sauce, at least you can first say like, okay, they're not just taking the exact architecture and they're plugging you know, it into the PlayStation 5. Uh, you do see a couple things. Sometimes you actually see removal of things to bring the cost down. I mean, Distract. usually you can't do too much when you're uh, fabricating these very, very tiny chips in this newer, it's always in a newer process and uh, fabrication is pretty complicated. But, um, but you tend to see like tweaks anyway for the console. It's a slightly different version. Um, but sometimes what you see is they architect it and how it connects with memory. Uh, I'm wondering if it has anything to do with audio. I mean, the CPU does tend to have to do with audio. Maybe that's all she was referring to. Yeah, that's what he was saying in that interview is the 3D audio. Uh, yeah. if, that'd be cool if that's actually been, you know, yeah, I mean, helping that, you know. We don't know where in the architecture exactly all this sits. I mean, you get onboard, you know, audio processors and stuff sometimes. But the, the point is they're doing something. It could have to do with some, maybe so, Sony requested something. Maybe ray tracing, which the Navi architecture is the, the graphics card is already handling. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they want to do something that the CPU helps offload. Or maybe it's physics, right? And again, that doesn't always mean that it's like these massive upgrades or anything. Yeah, it but be. it's the way that Sony wants. What they do, right, is they work with all of their developers and they say, you know, to Corey Barlog over and his team, the, the tech team, really, the engineers, and say, hey, what what is it about the architecture that... You know, you want. has been tough in the last PlayStation. Yeah. What do you see out there? What do you want? And they hopefully they do the research on Ryzen, and then they say, okay, well, I also would love this, and makes its way back to AMD, and maybe they can tweak something <laughs> that by the time you get to coding it, makes it a little bit easier, easier or yeah. more powerful, powerful or whatever. So who I'm knows? still looking forward most to the loading stuff. That I think that's just the coolest thing. I don't know if this can specifically yes. help with that, but the like solid state drive loading, you mean? Or yeah, just like having no load screens would be right. the coolest thing. Wow. I think it holds what. <laughs> I'm only made, yeah, I mean, they, they didn't say that. They said, you know, it'll, they didn't say there wouldn't be any loads. Okay, right? well, I guess I'm projecting a little bit. But no, no, yeah. it's good. I mean, that's the marketing. That's yeah, what they're saying. It's going it to be so fast that we, we want to get rid of load screens, you know, effectively. They didn't even say that. Just think about it. Like, when load screens happen, you go on your phone, like, you're unimmersed. I think if you can, games can keep you immersed. Like, yeah. think about, that's why Naughty Dog games are so good. They just keep you in that world, so... Yeah, That's my but it's a take. very long load screen. But usually it's a, you know, it's a 45 minute load screen on the way in and 
it's not that long, but uh, yeah, there, there's, <laughs> some, minutes. there's some long load <laughs> yeah. screens yes. usually to set up everything. And then the way they do um, yes. sort of uh, gradual loading and stuff like that is good. So anyway, I'm just excited that PlayStation 5 is getting a little bit of press here and there. Gives me more confidence that it potentially is coming, you know, next year. Yeah, when year. do you think, when, I, you were going to say next year? No, nah, I mean, I think there's a, a stronger chance the more that I see all the competition and that Xbox is almost certainly, uh, I feel like end of next year, end of 2020 is when these would hit. So maybe we get a dual launch, but very Man. often you see stuff slip to March 2021 and uh, you see that in, within the fiscal year. That do you say, think they'd put a console out, console out in like March if they... Oh yeah. I, oh man. Yeah. I mean, I think I mean push Nintendo it just did it. Uh, ah, yeah. you know, well, it was yeah, it was March, right? Nintendo's Nintendo. They in the fiscal year, that's all that matters is getting yeah. something out. I mean, everybody wants to make the the end of the year Black Friday sales and Got to make them fiscal. But it's it's happened. It's happened in the past with PlayStation 2, so it's not uh, out of the ordinary. Especially when it comes to global launches and stuff like that. So. Yeah. But anyway, Michael, yeah, PlayStation 5 or whatever it is called is so far away. Do you know this part of the show? You didn't tell me. You're going to read that bold part that's underlined. But PlayStation 5 is so far away, Michael. If I want to know what is coming to mom and grop shops around the world, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform listed by the Kind of Funny Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. I didn't know if I was supposed to do anything there. You didn't. I didn't to. want to interrupt you it. Know. That was great. I'll be honest. That was great. I very often don't know if I'm supposed to do anything you there. Nailed it, friend. I'm trying, man. I put in red red jingle text because I miss it sometime. Out today is Giga Wrecker Alt on Xbox One and Switch. Is also VA-11 Hall-A PS4 Switch. That sounds like an E3 I th- appointment. I think you're supposed to say Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny? When I read the holla, I, I started to put it together, but you know, <laughs> it's Valhalla. But that's how you spell it in case you're wondering. World End Syndrome is also coming to PS4 and Switch. Rise of Industry is coming to PC. Strike Suit Zero, Director's Cut, coming to Switch. Close to the Sun is coming to PC. Duck Game is coming to Switch. The Swords of Ditto, coming to Switch. Venture Kid. Next few on Switch, Venture Kid, Black Paradox, Extreme Club Racing, Hexagravity, all those were on Switch, Late City Riders is coming to PC, and Guard Duty on the PC. It's a big Switch week. And man, Jesus. Yeah, it, you know what? It's always, when you go through these, you start yeah, to realize like, how much is coming to Switch, which is awesome, but um, there's so much in that store, so you, you really got to comb through it. That's why we have out today here, so you can keep informed. Uh, before I move on to other uh, news, release dates, and stuff like that, I think, uh, and as well, before we get to reader mail, let's go through and tell you a little bit about our advertisers who are bringing today's episode of Kinda Funny Games. Is Kevin over there? Yeah, right here, bud. Just yeah, making sure. Up, you, dude. Let me do that again. He's laying down. I want to tell you a little bit about the sponsors for today's episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. First is Sherry's Berries. Mother Day, Mother's oh, Day so is coming up. <laughs> you had them, Kevin? Oh, my God. I can't stop eating them. Really? Okay. Sherry's <laughs> Berries. Mother's Day is coming up, and there's absolutely nothing most of us wouldn't do to make sure the special moms in our life are happy. Uh... Everybody's mom deserves to be happy this Mother's Day, and so do all other moms out there. Your grandma, your sister, sister sister-in-law, kids' mothers, godmothers, you get the idea. Talk, um, yeah, Kevin, have you received, uh, you know, a best or worst Mother's Day gift ever? Have I received a Mother's Day gift ever? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, answer the question. I have given, you got any good Mother's Day gift? I, I've never gotten a Mother's Day There's gift. There's a note in here that say? maybe somebody on the kind of funny team has Tim, had a, maybe a bad or. or Tim maybe, gives yeah. his mom the Sherry's Berries. He does. Yes, but I try my best to stop. I tried to get in the middle of them. Because I like them. So you're trying to eat I the eat Sherry's yeah, berries yeah, for yeah. yourself. I understand that there's a discount right now for your mom, but guess what? They don't know. You can use it for yourself. <laughs> so I guess he did get a good Mother's Day uh, gift. That's exactly <laughs> what I was like. Thank you, oh, Kevin. so good. Exactly. Get them for a friend. But Mother's Day is coming up. So Sherry's Berries has special Mother's Day berries designed just for your mom that are topped with chocolate chips, pink shimmer, sugar, and swizzles. We know Kevin loves them, as he just said, and he's going to steal them and maybe get them for himself. So make sure that your mom gets them, too, because Kevin might get them out of the mail first. You can choose your delivery date to ensure that your mom gets your gift of Sherry's Berries exactly when you want her to. And your satisfaction is always guaranteed. 
Don't wait until the last minute on this one. We know we all do this. Visit berries.com today to order freshly dipped strawberries starting at $19.99 for the moms in your life, or Kevin, uh, to make mom really happy. You can double the berries for just $10 more. Mother's Day is Sunday, May 12th. So visit berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. And you can also click on the microphone in the upper right corner of the website and enter our code, KF Games. That's K-F-G-A-M-E-S. Y'all know how to spell it. Uh, so again, look for the microphone on the upper right corner of the website. Did you know when Mother's Day was, or did you like? Were you surprised I like I was? <laughs> Everybody's surprised. I was like, oh no! I mean, it's like Don't nine know. or ten days away, so you better get on top of it. Ah, put it off. Again, that was Sherry's berries. The next option for you, you have Pro Flowers. Thank you to our sponsors. There it says, don't forget to thank the real pros this Mother Day. Mother's Day. Where would you be without your mom? Uh, moms are, you know. They're just pros at everything. They make us into the women and the men that we are today. Uh, Andrea loves them. Gia loves them. Paul loves them. There's just so much to love about Pro Flowers. Pro, Flower, Pro Flowers lets you choose from a variety of bouquets and unique vases that suit every mom's style. Then you simply select a delivery date that you want. I mean, you already know when Mother's Day is, so... May maybe 12th, keep, right? Maybe keep that in mind. But uh, otherwise, moms always love flowers. Everybody loves flowers. It can be for anyone. Pro Flowers lets you choose uh, exactly what you want, as I said. Uh, and Pro Flowers carefully packages your flowers and delivers them fresh from the farm. And express, express delivery means that her flowers stay fresh. Right now, get one dozen assorted roses for $19.99. Double the roses and get a premium vase for just $9.99 more. Visit proflowers.com and... You can click on the microphone in the upper right corner and enter the code KFGAMES. That's proflowers.com. You click on the microphone in the upper right corner of the website there, and code is KFGAMES. Get a Mother's Day. It's May 12th. Write it on your hand so you don't forget. <laughs> uh, and don't wait. Order like a pro and get this amazing rose deal to thank all the moms in your life. Again, These are very thematically anyone. consistent ads. It is. Mother's Day is a like big it. deal. Again, it can be like anyone it. in your life that's important to you. So check out our sponsors and check out those deals. Okay. Also, going back to some of the new date stuff, I wanted to bring up Bloodstain Ritual Hell of yeah. the Night, spiritual successor to Castlevania by Koji Igarashi. It'll be released. We know the date now is play on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on June 18th on the heels of E3, I believe, Kevin. And uh, on the Nintendo Switch, it'll be on June 25th. One week for that Switch. You gotta, if you're with the Switch, you gotta wait. That was my reaction. Why is it uh, staggered? I, I mean, I, I can't know. imagine it's not exclusive, but it's possible that that's just the release window that made sense and certifying the games and all that stuff. Uh, if you didn't know, that was, you know, Igarashi did Castlevania and went on to Kickstarter in 2015 and raised over $5 million. It was originally scheduled for release in 2017. Then it was delayed into 2019 to, quote, raise the quality level. And the PlayStation Vita was even, uh, PlayStation Vita oh, version no. was canceled. That's oh. all the history on it. I was going to play it there, too. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what happens when you release it in 2019. Of that. <laughs> yeah, so I think that was more on me. How do you feel two years later? Are you okay uh, with the cancellation of that uh, one? Then? I mean, I understand. You if liked to play if it was going to be a bad port, then I don't want them to sacrifice uh, Yeah, that. and even, I mean, it sounds like to me, and it's a Kickstarter project. Making a game for $5 million is actually not a ton. Um, so... I think they had some challenges in terms of yeah. like overall funding. I'm making this part up, but the <laughs> overall funding and getting the game where they needed it to be. And, and I always am in support of delaying a game uh, when it is for the quality, as long as it's in or folks. canceling in this case too. Or yeah, I mean, or even canceling. I mean, yeah, don't sell something that we yeah. don't want. That's a very good point. But the point is, I can wait for a game that is like Castlevania longer. It's not like it's some brand new experience that's going to miss the boat or something like that. I hope that. it's so, good. I haven't actually been paying attention yeah, to this game. I, 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 not I really it hope yet, it's so. not a Mighty Number no. 9 situation. Let's hope that the delay was worth it, because after all that way, you definitely uh, want it to be that, especially if you were part of the original Kickstarter. I could use some Castlevania stuff. After yeah, especially on my Hell Switch. Yeah. yeah, so it's too bad it's not a little sooner on Switch. Anyway, oh. here's another bit of news for you kind of funny fans out there. You may remember when ski lifts go wrong. It was part of the kind of funny game showcase last year. Well, they have been working hard to put Greg Miller in in all of his digital glory. You can actually Damn. have Greg himself 
in the game. This is the actual note from the update that is going to be coming to Nintendo Switch today. Maybe it's already live. Check it out. So for the Greg Miller uh, character model, the player can activate this one from the start screen with specific buttons and a sequence. All right, so write this down. Is it the Konami code? Let's get this into the comments. Yeah, exactly. It should, it should just be. If <laughs> you do that, though, then like everything becomes it, and it's not special and secret ah, anymore. Dang. You know, those are always cool Easter eggs. So to activate Greg Miller in his digital form in when ski lifts go wrong, hit LZ RZ L R A B B A. X A. Also, Almost. I think if you just rub chicken wings on your switch, he disappears. Yes. I think that's, that's it. They some, had a deal. I've read that somewhere. Yeah, I put think some it, I sauce think on it. So there's some other updates that they did: motion controls, first-person camera, rebalance some of the difficulties. So you can check that stuff out as well. All right, let's move on to our next stuff, which is deals of the day. Uh, I recently got an Xbox One X from Best Buy, and I got a deal for three ninety nine. Because uh, I you needed... got screwed then, because this deal. Yeah, okay. That's when I saw this. <laughs> that that was my feeling, and I'm still wondering, like, should I take it back and like order something from Walmart? Maybe it's a fifty dollars. You, you could probably show them the receipt and like. Show I don't them have this guy. exact bundle. Uh, I bet you that's why. But if they sell the exact bundle, I could return. Let's let's explain that in a second. You can get Xbox One X for three forty nine ninety nine from Walmart. Not bad. It's the PUBG bundle, uh, and so frankly, you know whatever's bundled with it, I don't think you're going to complain when yeah. it's three forty nine ninety nine versus you know this is something that is MSRP, I believe, of four ninety. Yeah, I was going to say it's like a lot more expensive. Than that, it's a so lot more, but there's been a lot money. of recent sales. There's been stuff for four fifty. There's been three hundred. Uh, sorry, four hundred. See it as, as little as 350 and I'm sure everybody right now is thinking, wait, I thought Xbox One uh, S all it's digital. Xbox One sad. That's yeah, I know. Sad. I didn't want to say it. I'm sorry. This is how I remember The all it. digital edition is uh, MSRP of $299.99, right? Oh, uh, 300 bucks. Uh, I don't know. Sure. It is. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. It's two fifty, I think. Two fifty. Yeah. Thank you. you. Kind of funny that comes out you're wrong. That's <laughs> why it, you're here it, too. It. You already got it. We don't need it. Um, yeah, but it's only a hundred dollar difference price point with this sale. But it is a sale, and it's specifically for that bundle. Sometimes when bundles come together, so that's a really good deal. Yeah. Not bad. Um, so I'm, I might have to look into to fixing that for myself. So, all right, let's take a little bit of reader mail. See what Sweet. folks are saying out there and have for us. Uh, the first stuff that folks wanted to talk about, of course, is this big psionics deal as we talked about. This one comes in from Dapper Steven with a PH. Um, so he says, with Epic buying Psionics, how did we not see this coming? Sort of a obvious thought. He says, hello. Yesterday it was announced. We went over that news that this awesome studio behind Rocket League and also home to Jeremy Dunham. Got him thinking, how didn't we, how didn't we not see it coming for starters? And good point. I haven't heard much speculation yeah. on this. But ultimately asked, do you think we'll see Rocket League adopt Fortnite's free-to-play mode when it comes to the Epic Store later this year? They've already adopted the Battle Pass with their own Rocket Pass along with the season and bring different game modes. That's a really interesting point. I never thought about that. Yeah. Because you could just make the core, like, here's, I was going to say, here are the balls in the, in the cars, but let's just say here are the balls in the cars. And you sound like <laughs> an old grandpa that's never played Rocket League. <laughs> Got me. It came back. <laughs> um, yeah, they could probably just... There's a way to do it. There's a way to monetize the skins and stuff and make that core gameplay free and fun. And I think that's I think that's a good idea. I think it's Thank very you, Steven with the PH is great. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very plausible. I think that's the first thing we're all going to start asking is you see the Epic Store exclusivity stuff, but then you're like, wait, what does this mean for Rocket League yeah. itself? I mean, that's the most important news because it's not just on PC. Um, does it change the console strategy? I forget if I included a question about that. No, but it, some of that was coming in of like, wait, does this mean? It's only going to be PC or like, no, I mean, you it know, might start out that way. It, it could, but Fortnite's on all platforms too. But um, yeah, I, I think there's a very strong chance that we will see at the very least free to play elements. Um, if not, maybe that's the entire model. I mean, frankly, I think Rocket League is, it's probably the perfect thing to do right now, which is presuming there's not some huge massive updates and maybe Rocket League 2 or whatever that when this comes to the Epic Game Store is say, you know what? It's free to play, by the way, now. And here's how you get all the other stuff and I don't know, though. I yeah, don't know no, what their revenue model is. I mean, the game is probably still selling, so... But I, I definitely think there's a strong chance You think that when it plateaus, it'll... That's when the free-to-play thing would maybe happen? That's what I would Yeah, think. but, I mean, it's been out for a long time, too. Yeah, so, what, you 2015? Know, but it, yeah, but it's a very popular worldwide game, so I don't have those numbers. Jeremy Dunham, give me a call. Let me know what you think of the question, and we'll quote it here on the show. But I know, I think it's a really good point, and... Um, 
Very plausible. Very plausible. Good idea. Uh, Next question comes in from Chris from Richmond, Virginia. What up? Says, good morning. Uh, With the Borderlands 3 gameplay reveal, the unthinkable has happened. I'm hyped for a Borderlands game. Whoa. I say unthinkable because I've always hated cel-shaded graphics. Part of that hate (laughs) stems from the Borderlands Borderlands 1 reveal over a decade ago. Are there any game genres or styles that you used to hate, but now will, uh, but now you love, or at least will try? And what made you change your mind? Wait, for so, me, sorry, I didn't know if it's. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> let me just finish that one. For me, the initial Borderlands One Game Informer cover story, which was September 2007, gave me a whole lot of false hype and crushed dreams. The game wasn't cell shaded on the cover he's referring to, yeah. and it looked damn cool. I couldn't wait. This. Then came the delays. The game was reimagined, and the iconic cel-shaded style took root. I was furious. Also Aww. in my early 20s, and got uh, mad at tons of stupid stuff. To me, <laughs> cel-shading was too cartoony and difficult for me to judge depth and see what was going on on screen. I never played Borderlands because of it. But now, as the cel-shading seems perfected, less cartoony and more comic book surrealist, sign me up. I'm ready to visit Pandora. That's what I was going to bring up because, like, when it was initially revealed, it was that Game Informer issue of like, mm-hmm. this is kind of realistic. But I think that kind of that doesn't really have as much style as the as the cel shaded stuff. I've never heard that complaint before. I guess. I yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I understand back in you know it was 2007, and maybe they were expecting it in 2008. That I'm like, oh, this is what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Okay. Well, we all remember Wind Waker. Uh, we we, we were sort of teased for a while that we were going to see a very CG realistic rendered you know maybe Zelda coming I mean they just did a trailer with you know Ganondorf and Link swinging around in amazing CG yeah. and then all of a sudden they pulled a wool off and that was one of the big first cel shaded games that people were like what what the heck and tons yeah. of mixed reactions but it's one of the best Zelda games ever um, and you do have to look past it is what I'd say I understand you're disappointed we're here to play the game of are you course, telling him to look past yes. it okay I didn't know if you meant everybody I was like I like it I'll look, I'll look to it well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. look past the issue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I understand though. The style of a game is super. The music, it's all super important as it comes together as a work of art. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's not for you, it's not for you. I mean, I understand that. But ultimately, it is about the gameplay, and uh, I would say now it's more evident than ever that they made the right choice. These games hold up so well as a remaster, and that's one of the biggest benefits of doing cell shading. Yes. I don't think that's why people choose to do it. They do it to hopefully differentiate yeah, it out. and have some fun with it. And uh, you will see with Borderlands 3 that it doesn't just look at purely, you know, it's, yeah, it's not 2009 anymore. It's not even 2012 anymore with <laughs> Borderlands 2. Like, th- there's been a lot of advancements in what you can do in games. And so there's, there's high-res textures. There's very sharp lighting and colors. And, like, when you go to the city... Uh, these neon cities now that we've seen and there's going to be more places to go. There's, there's a lot of different styles. It's not just a desert with like, you know, a black line around the cactus. Yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of change. But I actually think, you know, as much as Borderlands 1, like it w- looked very cell shaded, it was a great game and I had no problem with the style and man, the remasters hold up and uh, anyway, good news is Borderlands 3 looks really nice. Yeah, I think I, it looks I was playing it on PC on very high-powered AMD, you know, hardware. I was actually like, oh, this might look a little like PlayStation Five, is what we're seeing. <laughs> um, ran great, looked great. I can't wait to see. More so, of what it. was his question then? Oh, he just said, oh yeah, yeah. Did we? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't think. Is he there anything, anything like this? Yeah, I was commenting for me that yeah, I've been through it with Zelda and had, I got over it, and I was like, I just looked at the gameplay. But has there been anything that you've actually been turned off of because of the style, or that you've turned around after all that time, right, and said, oh? I used to hate it, but I'm over it now. I can't think of anything like specifically like cell shading is um, one of them for sure for me. Yeah, I, I usually like cell shading because if anything, it looks good. Um, you, I mean, like you look at stuff like I don't know, Sly Cooper is what I always think of. Like those games look always fan- those always, those games always look fantastic. Yeah. So I, I guess if it's just that will turn me off if it's a really generic, boring, not. Uh, just realistic kind of style yeah. like, that has no style like you look at something like I don't know Dude Nukem Forever or something I don't know why that jumped in my head sure. but like it just looks dumb and you know it's a dumb's about a bird, yeah. but you know what I mean it it's just looks blase b- yeah blah, blah. Um, I, I'm, I'm there with you it's funny that's what I see with the Borderlands choice that they made yeah. I mean it was definitely technically related I'm sure using the engine and the way they were and like how do we compete with other games of the time and still look good well we just we can't quite get it running as some super high gloss looking 
realistic game for yeah. lack of a better word. And yeah, I'm with you. If people try to do that, then it runs poorly or it just looks kind of generic. Yeah, there's no style to yeah, it. Yeah, which happens all too often. And that can happen with cell shading. But I don't feel that the art in Borderlands ever was that. It still had its own style. I so. think the only game, bad cell shaded looking game was, I think, uh, Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z. That game did not look good. But that's like the only okay. game I can really think about that hasn't uh, yeah. been technically proficient yeah. in that style. But so. I've, I've never really ultimately been turned off to a game just because purely of its style. But yeah. absolutely, you hit the nail on the head. There's been too many things that look too similar, yeah. or too generic. Or yeah, when you try to do cell shading, but it is hokey and it's forced. Absolutely not. I personally just didn't think Borderlands was that. Um, yeah, I thought I love the art style. I think it's great. Yeah, it's actually hard to do well, and you know, Borderlands was uh, it was good in its time, I'd say, but it wasn't like a breakout cell shaded game or whatever. Did you play the remaster? Yeah, that's, oh, cool. I, that's where okay, I finally that's I started playing it, um, and I think they, man, the remaster sold up well. So actually, that's the exciting part is is you think of an 8K future for Borderlands Two or whatever. It holds up pretty well, uh, especially in your mind's eye, because you don't look back and say, oh, well, it's this old, realistic-looking game. So, um, All right, another big Borderlands thing, controversial topic that's oh going on out there. Alex Russ. Huh? Is it microtransaction? Yes. Yeah, I knew it. Alex Russ, Zero Syndicate, uh, says, despite what Randy Pitchford implied during the Borderlands 3 reveal, there will indeed be microtransactions, according to a statement given to U.S. Gamer via 2K Games. Uh, this also was between Game Informer and Randy himself on Twitter. It certainly <laughs> comes as no surprise, says Alex <laughs> Russ, uh, and can definitely be taken as a misleading message on Randy's part. I doubt this will have any significant impact on anyone playing Borderlands 3, and honestly, it comes across as Randy presenting games as he does. But this comment on Twitter Twitter towards Game Informer's article was a bit unprofessional, yeah. says Alex Russ, um, as he calls it a shitty clickbait headline, <laughs> uh, is what Randy Pitchford said to Game Informer. Perhaps the story was spun to appear that way? Or should Randy have properly aligned his messaging at the reveal with what 2K Games would say? Does this really have an impact? What's your take on how this is going and what Randy should have said, what Game Informer should have done? What you know, Put yourself on the yeah. other side of this. That It was your headline. Um, I... I think either way, I think Randy acted unprofessionally as he is one to do sometimes. I think he has kind of thin skin for being the front man of a company in like a weird way. Hmm. Um, I, he definitely I seemed upset, yeah. He did. And he's, what is it, what was the quote? Like, you fucked me or something. I don't know. Yeah, that, I believe that was in there too. <laughs> I thought that was uh, very weird to hear from a, like a CEO or something. It's very thing is. real and transparent. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, yeah. when someone says microtransaction, what do you because I think that's where the dispute is. I think people have different uh, definitions of what that is. To me, that means like uh, you can buy a currency that get that buys you the guns, and right. maybe to him or to someone else, yeah, that just means skins or something. And I think that's where this sure. whole thing is coming. From. Number one, you're hitting the nail on the head, which is when you have a big reveal like that and you put out the quote, it's left up for some interpretation unless yeah. you make sure that you said everything you needed to around it to make sure that people understood. And and uh, obviously I was there. You gotta take what I say with a grain of salt when you have the end of the presentation right after that quote that Randy says, thank you, now back to Greg and Fran and, and uh, Andrea on stage. Like we were part of this event, but uh, this opinion, still my own as much as I was part of this all. Um, look, they said it was, they're not doing the, you know, the free to play microtransaction stuff. Yeah. I mean, you're not paraphrasing guns. a bit, but it was roughly that. And yeah, it came across as we're just not doing it at all. Yeah. Um, but you could also look at it like the other side. I mean, he didn't, he said we're not doing the free to play style yeah. microtransactions. And they're not. They're doing the macro transactions <laughs> yeah. that where you buy the game and then you can buy. But, and we see Mortal Kombat's doing some of this stuff. But in a time when it's a very touchy subject, it could have used some clarification. Yeah. Um, I don't know personally that. 2K or Randy went over the when you write this huge reveal and the script and like try, they rehearse this stuff. Dot your eyes, cross your teeth. I don't know. It is up to 2K as well as you know Randy himself, but like to look over that language and make sure that they didn't miss anything. And I, I couldn't tell you if they knew they were dodging saying that microtransactions were in the game at all. I personally think they wanted to tout that we're not, because at the heart of it, that's what Randy's, I believe, is trying to say. Look, the heart of it, we're not going to gouge you with all this stuff. It'll be there if you want it. There's so much value in this game. It's so important to us in the studio. I'm paraphrasing for what I believe is in the back of his mind. He's like, this is who we are. Like, yeah. And then the Game Informer article comes out and bites on a headline that says, despite what Randy said, 
It's actually got it in the game. There's microtransactions. I just think there's miscommunication. Yeah. I think Randy came out and said there will be no microtransactions, but he no free to play style. But yeah, but you're right. It comes yeah. off as there's no microtransactions. Yeah, he he was saying like this game's not gonna have loot boxes or like pay to buy like buy crystals to buy guns. Or like yeah. Game Informer's looking at it in a way like that those are included. Right. Like the skins are included of course, in it's, microtransactions. It's the way that we interpret it as gamers, yeah. and there's a lot of ways to interpret it. So the truth is, I think that 2K and Randy were. Um, uh, foolish or wrong to like think that like oh we we can just say that and nobody's gonna bite onto it because yeah. they wanted it to be a special moment and I think that's sort of the that's the rough part of you it fucked is me. they wanted to say <laughs> we believe in the value and like we're you know we're gonna have some microtransactions but they're just cosmetic or whatever yeah, but even then they they now need to clarify this really to get I, it out I think there. he but, even said like like we had in Borderlands 2 or, or right. something he said that they, something in the past the point is it was yeah. I believe it was meant to be sincere but they overlooked yeah. that this is gonna become the headline especially on yeah. the heels of Mortal Kombat and they, they should have prepared for it. Of course, the great irony is uh, Paul, I believe Paul was the one who told them from Gearbox and 2K that, yeah, there's stuff in there. And oh, somebody I from the, who said it. I mean, the nice. news came from them. It's yeah. not like they are they were hiding it, but the reveal definitely could have been misleading. On the other side, you know, I would say it's not Game Informer's fault, yeah, no. but they did bite onto I've been there myself. You bite onto the headline that's going to generate the most clicks i'm not saying that andy and the team I, you've worked for yeah them. I love so those guys are awesome would they ever intentionally no. throw randy under the bus and and, and try to paint did. him as a liar that i don't think that was their intent no but, i think but he it was an aggressive that. headline i think yeah. that's my personal yeah. opinion i don't think it was wrong no i don't think it's it wrong wasn't. either so that that's a problem and then when you boil it down on twitter i mean it's the same as troy and randy recently that's where i think some of this is coming up is you know randy's really been coming yeah. out of the woodwork on twitter um because i think he's really proud of what they've done and and he's so excited but it's coming off as uh, he's competitive in a few times yeah here. Um, really defensive so my hope is that him and andy got on the phone by now i don't know if there's been any updates but um get on the phone and talk to each other they've known each other for decades probably, <laughs> yeah, um, probably. so look um I definitely think you got to choose your words carefully when you're the CEO of the company and you're making a huge game. And on the other side, though, I like that Randy and Tim Sweeney recently and some of these people are a little off the handle and uh, being very transparent. And it's interesting, at least, to see the side of truly I can see that Randy believes he's like, I'm not that guy. I'm not going to hoodwink you. Yeah. And he feels like Hood he's winked. been, you know, that 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 game before is painting that on the other side. You, he's got to see. Andy and the Game of team for who they are. They didn't. They didn't mean to imply that you're a dirty liar. Yeah, it was like Randy Pitcher, dirty liar. But like, they that did, wasn't the headline. They, they grabbed their headline, and it's one bit of detail, and it, it probably could have been cleaner the way they presented it at the show. So, anyway, um, I think he. I, although I do think he acted unprofessionally. I think the way he mm -hmm. worded what he said, because if you look at all the Game Informer tweets, yeah. like they're all pretty cordial, and then Randy just. Yeah, uh, it's, very it's embarrassing. You're, it's it's you're really right. embarrassing. I think there's there's a better way to handle it. Um, so. There we go. Okay, let's check into your wrong as we wrap up today's show. Oh, um, shit, what did we say? Feel free to you know riff if you think we got anything wrong. I need to read uh, through a few of these. Probably something here or there. I was um, probably flawless. Let's see. see. That's wrong. So there you go. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Lord of Pwn is saying Epic has said they have no current plans to remove Rocket League from Steam. Yeah, that, oh, that, that I think is what we said. Like we yeah, said but that, that wasn't but the exact. Saying, like, if you read it. It's we have nothing also, to announce yeah. today, but yes, that's what they trust me. It's going to be removed um, from Steam. Just, just a heads uh, up yeah. for you, you've also forgotten to do squad up again. Oh, there was no, I didn't find one. Did you? Can you find one or did find you just no, squad that up? Like too much work. Fuck it. Let's I know. Yeah, I didn't. By the way, uh, we should remind folks: get in your squad ups. It's the one thing in hosting the show. Uh, very often, there's just not many of them. They're hard to find. I will double. I'll double check after this. But You're doing a great job. We're proud of you. Yeah, there, there hasn't been as Thanks. many recently. I will put this out to you, actually. FM3 wants to squat up with you <laughs> on Xbox or PC. That is me. Um, I want to play Sea of Thieves um, a little more often, whether it's for an hour or 90 minutes. It just got this big update. Yeah, I was going to say, why? It's a, it's a weird choice. <laughs> because I love the style, and it's and it's fun to play with a crew, but it's been hard. So Hard. Easiest way. Hard. <laughs> is that how I said uh, it? I'm hard. Gonna, I'm going to leave. I, you caught me no, my wow, Chicago that was accent. Terrible. I was more going for pirate. Yeah, but. Hard. Oh. Hard. Anyway, uh, discord.gg slash fm3 is my discord. discord. So this is supposed to be your moment, by the way, but I'm going to at least throw mine out there. I really would love to play Sea of Thieves with some best friends. Discord.gg slash fm3. Discord.gg slash fm3. That's just uh, where a bunch of um, my community on Twitch and around now, and there's a lot of best friends in there. 
I will make a Sea of Thieves room and then let's see if we can squat up sometimes. When I look for people, it tends to be a little more on the fly, but I'd love to play a little more often, but it, the, the energy I put into finding someone, getting to the sea <laughs> and remembering what I'm doing, like it's, it's hard. Yeah, right? I just watch so them. if you do play P Sea of Thieves, I play on PC, but I think we can cross play on Xbox, right? Uh, hit me up there. You're not playing Mortal Kombat? So, no, ah, I want to. There's all these games I want to so play. We'll see if it really happens. All right, more you're wrong. Uh, let's see. See, we got nothing wrong. So there's no. There's nothing. a lot. It's just <laughs> I have to read them. There's <laughs> you have to no read way around. So many. There's, there's so, so much stuff. Uh, so nothing. Uh, Grubbs says the chip means system on a chip. It's an AMD APU, which includes both CPU and GPU. I haven't seen that confirmed necessarily. Yeah, that seems like I'm, speculation. So in other words, when you have a Radeon GPU and a card you plug in that goes into the motherboard with a CPU, I don't know if they have a system on a chip here. Wild that, speculation, Fran. Don't take I it. mean, at the end of the day, um, it's a good point, though, is that when these get boiled down into the consoles, though, they yeah, you're not plugging in these two things on the motherboard. It is all built into one. So it's, it's a valid point. I don't know anything about hardware, so you can take that. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, well, concerning, concerning, uh, wait a second. Lord of Pwn says, concerning Rocket League's monetization, currently they sell cars and customization packs along with crate keys. Yeah. And there's also trading. So it was just a little more clarification on that. Yeah, that's what we're saying. I think they could sell that stuff and to people if they were to make it free to play. So. Uh, Chicks18 says that Game Informer changed the title and deleted the previous tweet. Did they? They had, what well, this is Chicks18, says, had intentionally to deceive readers. <laughs> okay, and that's not necessarily what they said. A little let's, editorializing Let's there, open this up real fast. Yeah, let's fast. go find it. I'm, I'm um, curious of when they got when they deleted it and when everything changed. Well, I think it's just a link to the deleted tweet. So, <laughs> so just say the tweet's um, been deleted. No, they linked to potentially the new one 23 hours ago. Let's see. Despite Gearbox's... Despite Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford's comment about no microtransactions in Borderlands 3 during today's live stream, we've been told cosmetic items are still purchasable. That's the old one, right? That's the same one. That's yeah. not deleted. Huh. So anyway, maybe they, they've had a, a newer update, but... Um, we can't find it right now. That, didn't, that looks like not right to me because that's not deleted. Anything else in here? Uh, Dapper Steven with a PH says, PlayStation 5 codename is... Erebus or E R E B U S. Uh, the code was discovered in the Unreal Engine 4 oh. game engine along with other sources that state that is the code name for PS5. Is that like some sort of god or something? Yeah, you know? it sounds like some sort of Egyptian <laughs> he's like god. A, yeah, he's like a god of war boss or something. That's a weird code name. I haven't heard that yet. Um, Erebus, according to GreekMythology.com, was <laughs> one of the primordial oh. deities in Greek mythology born out of the prime evil void chaos so born out of chaos it was a personification God. of deep darkness and shadows erebus was the brother of gaia earth tartarus the underworld world eris love and nyx night anyway um if i just punch in erebus uh, ps5 there is a google autofill cool uh last year in august ps5 erebus claims are false epic <laughs> devs confirm so you can't believe we need a you're wrong for you're wrong I, the truth is who knows I don't have time yeah, to research that but uh, interesting that that one is out there alright I think that's everything Kevin so. um, we just gotta go over tomorrow's show hosts what else did I miss anything else today no dude you're doing such a good job I'm gonna give you a hug afterwards thank you all for, for joining me? us uh, no I mean, you did great but no hug for you damn yeah, I'm gonna. I might give him a hug. Aww. We'll see. Uh, as long as you're not sick, because I just recently I doubt, got sick. I'm good. As long as you're not sick, I don't want to get sick. I was. And I'm oh, still shit. coughing, but I'm not sick anymore. <laughs> good. Anyway, on tomorrow's show, we are going to have Greg and Tim back. Greg coming in hot from his anniversary and the Borderlands 3 event and his birthday last weekend. So be sure to tune Damn. in them. And Tim, Sarah in the studio back there somewhere, but he'll be on the show tomorrow. But don't forget that we have Kind of Funny Games Cast. If you are part of Patreon, you can watch us live in hours from now. We're going to be talking all about Borderlands 3 and a lot of other stuff. I believe me, Greg, Tim, and Andrea. It's yeah, going to be good. Yeah. Uh, so be sure to join us then. Also, want to give us a few more plugs before we tune out. Michael. Yes. Larry, hi. thank you for joining oh, us from Game Revolution. Where can Love we it. find you again? Uh, Orange Flavored on Twitter and GameRevolution.com Game Revolution to see some stuff. Excellent. And if you Leave like me on the show, you can find and support me at twitch.tv slash fm3 underscore. I just played Borderlands 3 live yesterday and more stuff like that happening. I do Fran Friday, FM3 Friday on Twitch. Starts around 5 or 6 p.m. Pacific time. I'm trying to get it locked in, but I've been all over the place. So check me out there or on the Epic Store, as I said. And don't believe anything I have to say about <laughs> the Epic Store since I'm part of the Creator Code program. 
Until next time, best friends, and Michael, I hope I get to see you again. Yeah, it's great. It's been being here. our pleasure. Thank you all so much for supporting us. Thank you, Kevin. And we'll see you all next time. Bye.